Praise the Lord. Greetings in the name of the Lord. Today is Tuesday and I am still saved, sanctified, and filled with the Holy Ghost. And I am enjoying my life with Jesus. Hallelujah. Y'all, oh my gosh, we just came off spring break and I kind of got some rest. Went on a spring break trip and everything. It was great. Went with the children, went with my parents, went with my sister. It was great to get out of Mississippi where I live. It was so great to be able to interact with other people. And it was so great to just look at a different scenery and just enjoy life. And so I don't know how long this Corona stuff going to be here. If it's going to be here to Jesus come back. But one thing I do know, I'm going to live my life. I'm going to enjoy my life. I'm not going to have any fear. I'm still going to be safe. I'm going to keep my distance as I should and do the things that I need to do to again, keep myself safe. But I'm going to enjoy life because I'm not living my life in fear. I'm going to again enjoy my life i only have one natural life to live and i'm going to live it and guess what y'all i'm still single and i'm enjoying my life with jesus but on today i call it tell it like it is tuesday we're going to talk about love and submission okay so this is my opening statement we must first love god and really submit to him before we can effectively love and submit to our spouse. I'm going to say it one more time because this is very important. We must first love God and really submit to him before we can effectively love and submit to our spouse. And I'm going to ask the question, will it be possible to love and submit to a human who is not perfect? I'm going to say it again. Will it be possible to love and submit to a human who is not perfect, but can't love and submit to God who is perfect in all his ways? And I'm going to give you the answer to that because I love y'all so much. It is impossible because God is a love. So I'm going to deal with this thing on tonight. Um, we all need to take self-inventory. Several years ago, you know, when I was talking to God about like, okay, God, after I got over the toxic relationship and everything, I was like, okay, I want to get married, Lord. I'm ready to get married. And it's like, oh, no, 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 no. You're not ready to get married. And like I said, this was several years ago, like about 12 years ago when I was talking to the Lord, like, I'm ready. And it was like, no. It was some things that needed to get worked out of me. And so I really thank the Lord for taking me through that process. And now I am, I can honestly say now that I am emotionally, spiritually, and physically in every aspect ready to get married. And I thank the Lord for that. And so that's why I want to share this with y'all because this is what the Lord was telling me like several years ago when I was like, when I wasn't ready to get married. Okay. First of all, you have to love God with all your heart, all your mind, and all your soul, all your heart, all your mind and all your soul, okay? Because if we don't love God like that, then we're we're not capable of giving someone else 
that type God's love, okay? And we also is incapable of receiving it. So when I love God with everything that is within me and we have a loving relationship, now I know how to have a loving relationship with other people, especially the person that I'm going to get married to because my relationship with God is my closest relationship. So if I look at my relationship with God and it's like it's all weak, it's dry, it's not exciting, it's not intimate, it's not fiery, then okay, my relationship with a human who is like imperfect and that's going to get on my nerves sometimes, that's going to do stuff that probably deliberately get on my nerves, how am I going to love this person? How am I going to love this person if I don't love God who is perfect in all his ways? And so I'm really close to God. Me and God is cool. I love God. He is my best friend. He's everything to me. And I try my best to keep our relationship fired up because I'm always talking to him and I'm, I'm always spending time with him. If it's in the word or if it's just, like I said, talking to him or if it's fasting so I can just kill this natural part of me that needs to be that the flesh that needs to die so the spirit can live that's what i do because i need to hear from god so it's several things that we must do to really love god because we're in this human body and our human body want bad things okay bad things is what our human body want but when we spend that intimate time with god because see god i love you and i want to please you and i don't want to sin against you that means i have to spend some quality time with the perfect per the perfect spirit he was a man but you know he went back so i need to spend time with the perfect spirit that is who i need to spend the, the spirit that I need to spend time with, God's spirit. So me and Jesus is communing. And so I'm like finding out, okay, Lord, what do you like? Okay, what what do what is pleasing to you? Um, what don't you like? And that is we're not gonna find that by looking at other people's social media posts. Now they give encouraging words, um, they give motivational words, even I do the same thing, but at the end of the day, you need you yourself need to spend some time talking to God so he can minister to you what he wants you to do with your life because only he can tell you what to do with your life and also it's in his word so anytime you say i got a word from the lord and your word from the lord is not matching up with his scripture like you be like god told me to marry an unsaved man okay god didn't tell you that because it was clearly in scripture like don't be unequally yoked with unbelievers and then even in the old testament when they would go out to these foreign nations and marry somebody it's scriptures against that even in the old testament god do not like us intermingling and marry pe marrying people that don't have the same religious beliefs as us that's not saved that's not holy ghost filled that's not god's will so the lord did not tell you to marry that person no he did not he did not say get married today now for instance a person might be unsaved now and God showed you something in the future, then you just keep praying for that brother. You just keep praying that the Lord, you know, like, Lord, save him, or Lord, open his eyes, or Lord, <coughs> you know, you just keep living your life for the Lord. Don't worry about him. Keep living your life for the Lord. Pray for him, you know, but you keep living your life for the Lord because God is not telling you to go ahead and marry him while he's still in that unsaved state. So again, Pray for him, 
Live your life for the Lord. And when the time is right, the Lord will make it happen. But you make sure that you're hearing from the Lord and you make sure you do not marry him while he is unsaved and make sure that he's not trying to act like he's getting saved in order to marry you and then fake that he's saving now. Oh, you in a mess. Now, God will show you if we are intimate with God, like we say we are, God will show you every conniving, every conniving thing that the devil can do. So I'm telling you, you have to really love God to the point where even if I don't feel it, Lord, even if my feelings is telling me something else, but because I know your word is true, because I know your word is right. I'm going to obey your word because I love you. I'm going to deny my flesh. Okay, my flesh want to talk to this man. I'm saying in general, I'm not saying me. I'm saying in general, your flesh want to talk to this man. But you know that he is no good. He's not saved. He's not sanctified. He's not Holy Ghost filled. He's not living for Jesus. He don't want Jesus. And you like, no, I'm going to continue to be in a relationship, uh, a casual a dating casual relationship with him, even though you know that he is anti what you are for. Everything that you're for, he's anti. So that's that's a decision in the flesh. So we cannot make decisions in our flesh. We have to say, Lord, I love you more than this man. I love you so much that I will let him go. I had to let my children's father go over 12 years ago. I have zero regrets for doing that. Am I still single with no husband, with no boyfriend? Yes, I am. But that was the one of the best decisions I ever made when I let him go. Because he was not a part of where God is taking me right now. Okay? He didn't want to be saved. And then God showed me that we wasn't even compatible. We was not even compatible. I mean, I enjoyed some things with him, but we're not compatible on the levels that we need to be compatible on. And the one main thing is him being saved, sanctified, and filled with the Holy Ghost. So as I said, when I um I mentioned this on other podcasts, but if this is your first one, I was saved and I backslid and that is how I met up with my children's father when I was in a backslidden state. And so that is why I was attracted to something that I should not have been attracted to in the first place. But the devil will have your mind when you go against God. Now you have opened yourself up for the devil. But anyway, that was one of the best decisions I made when I let him go because he could not carry me. He could not handle the anointing of God on my life. He could not handle the purpose that God had for me. And so I let him go. So we have to let some things go. If we saying we really love God, certain people, we're not going to be a, we cannot marry. Okay. Because we love God. Um, we know because we know from previous podcasts, I've said no sex before marriage that includes oral sex, any kind of sex, annual sex, any kind of sex that includes self-sex, masturbation. I mean, I be seeing people, I'm like, and then I've been, oh my Lord, y'all, I've been watching, I seen a movie and they trying to make this mess popular. I was like disgusted. First of all, like it was a good storyline until it got to the part where the lady was single and then, um... She wasn't, she was selective on a dude she would talk to, but when she went home, she was practicing safe self sex. 
sex. I was like, ah, oh, no. Because she heard the other people in the, I think in her complex or something, having sexual relations. And so she gets her little, whatever you call that thing that look like a, um, you know, like a penis. She got that, what I don't know what y'all call it, what, it, what it's called. But she got one of them and then she started practicing self-sex. I'm like, what is you doing? So I'm like, y'all. This is against God, all right? God do not want you to do that because your spouse is the one, only your spouse is the only one that's supposed to sexually stimulate you. You don't get nothing else, okay? Because that's still, you're committing that against your own self, like your own body, and that is not what it's made for. Your your vagina, it was made for an actual, you know, penis to get injected inside okay if we want to be really explicit that is what it was made for i'm going to keep it real on this because things are happening people are doing stuff we don't want to talk about it but we're going to talk about it on this podcast because no this is ridiculous and sometimes some some people just don't know that it's wrong okay self-sex is wrong because again only sex is marriage is honorable and a bed is undefiled which means any kind you know whatever you want to do with your spouse sexually that is not abusive to your spouse let me make that clear um that is between you and your spouse and your sex bed but you and yourself your hand and an object by yourself no god never called that because i have i have listened to different podcasts and they said that you get used to that and then sometimes your spouse can't even please you i never had a problem with that and i'm not trying to act holier than thou because i have three beautiful children so obviously i i had sex before but i was like i mean i'm not about to do this like that was never attractive to me to do something to myself i know that was that wasn't me but i understand understand that some people have that struggle with self-sex if you have started it you need to stop it because you're not loving god with all your heart your soul and your mind you give your heart to whatever that that little object buzzing thing that they have like that i see so you and we need to love god with all our heart soul and mind and he will control your urges like i said i have been practicing abstinence for over 12 years i do i do not practice no sex okay that's not why i've been absent i'm not on birth control so that is proof you you can live a sexual abstinent life so i'm telling you all do not practice the self-sex is damaging to you because First of all, you thinking sexual thoughts. You thinking something to stimulate you. So you don't supposed to be lusting. So I mean, no, that's not right. Because it's like the thing God look at our heart and our motives. Okay, it's more because people say getting by by grace. No, God is looking about looking at your heart and motives. So even if you ain't out here with a man, you out here doing it with yourself. Okay, self sex, and it's only for marriage. It's only that is what God made for. You didn't hear about Eve doing it to herself in the beginning. So let's not do that. Everything that is in the word for us to do again, that's what we do. According to God's word, we don't do that. It is no such thing. She could, she might didn't have to have an object. Maybe she could use her hand or something. You don't see none of that in the Bible. So let's not say that, oh, it's not in the Bible, you know, not to do self-sex. Okay, it's sex outside of marriage. It's still wrong. So we have to do it the right way with a man. So anyway, with a man in marriage. Let me make that clear again. Okay, so we are to love God with all our heart, soul, and mind. And so when we do, when we're loving God with all that is within us, we are 
keeping his word. Cause the Bible say, if you love me, keep my commandments. So it's not like I'm going to be like, Oh no, that's too much. That's too much. I can't do that. God know that I'm human. God know I'm not perfect, but guess what? God sent the Holy ghost, which is the comforter. Okay. The Holy ghost give you power over those sexual urges, over your feelings, over your emotions. So don't, we not going to go there y'all about I'm just human or I'm perfect because the Holy Ghost, with the Holy Ghost come power and with the Holy Ghost, we still have to set up boundaries because if we don't, the flesh is weak. We still set up boundaries. Do not tip, do not tip yourself. That would be a big no-no because you don't know. You do not know what will happen. You don't want to put yourself in a terrible situation. So with the Holy Ghost, I'm going to set up boundaries so I won't catch myself falling into sin. So since I love God, I obey his word, y'all. Every decision, like we, I be saying like, we can't just move to another city Move to another city, move to another state, take a job, do something. We never sought the Lord for none of that. Or you go out on a date with somebody. Did you ask the Lord, was this okay? Or did you just have a full-blown conversation with dude, went out on a date, didn't never see God? No. When we really love God, I mean really love him, you want to know what do Jesus think about it? I used to have a bracelet. What would Jesus do? I'm trying to think about... What do Jesus think about it? So I'm going to go to God in prayer because then God will bother me. God will bother my spirit. God will or send somebody to me that don't even know that I'm about to go out somewhere and they will say something. So I'm telling y'all, seek God in all your decisions. That's love because you care about what your father thinks. You care about what your father, God, thinks about everything that you're doing because you know that he has your best interest at heart. Now, I'm going to tell you, those people that's casual, casual saints that don't really care or that's not even saint but claim to be a saint, they're going to say that's too much. You're doing too much. But when you really love somebody and you really want to please them, you're going to check with God about everything, especially important life decisions like moving, a boyfriend, a job, several other things we need to be seeking God for. Because me being an example to other people means a lot to me. I do not want the name of Christ or the, my church name, my pastor name to be just wrong in the mud because something that I've done. That's love. Because you don't want Jesus to be looked at in a bad light or the church because you love God. That is why I'm going to God about everything and doing nothing. I love myself. So I'm not about to be making decisions out here that's going to damage myself, you know, more. I made a lot of bad decisions in my past and I'm not about to keep making bad decisions because I decided, oh, I don't even want to see God about this because this is what I want to do. And that's what happened a lot of times is what we want to do. So we like, no, nah, we ain't going to see, we ain't going to see wise counsel. I ain't going to tell my pastor. I ain't going to tell my first lady. I'm not going to tell my friend that, 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 that I know see God. I'm just going to do it. And when you just do it, just know you didn't set up your own self. So just know when consequences come, live through them. The Bible say, take it patiently because you the one caused yourself to get in this situation. I remember when I went backslid, I am still taking the consequences of some of my actions 
patiently. It's not the Lord. It is my fault that I did it. He's not putting this on me. I did this to myself. So I have to take it patiently. I have raised my kids. My, my oldest daughter is 18. And I practically raised her as a single mom. Okay? I'm still raising my other children as a single mom for years. Okay? Years. My youngest daughter is 13. I can't fault God because I'm not married and able to raise my children with a husband. I can't fault God for that. That was my fault. So now I'm like, Lord, okay, just give me direction. Just, you know, lead me and guide me on what to do, how to do. Lord, please keep my mind. Please keep my mind sane. Keep my body right. You know, help me to stay focused on you and help me not, you know, to sin against you. I pray, you know, these things because I want to be right. I want to be holy. And I love God. So he loved me first. Even when I back said he didn't have to call me back home. He could have he could have let the devil destroy me, but he called me back home. And I appreciate that. And I'm going to show the Lord how much I love him. Because words is not enough. Coming to church is not enough. When you give your life, you give your body to the Lord, that's love. He sacrificed his body. And that's what I always think. Yeah, yeah you sacrificed your body for me. So why? Why can't I sacrifice my my body for you. And I do that on a daily basis. So I'm saying, we make decisions, we make choices, we make moves based on what God has to say about it. We seek him and his righteousness above all else. Because it's like, let me check this, let me check this, let me run this past my father God because, hey, I got to make sure it's right. Um, We come under God's authority for our lives. We are under his authority. And it's not like a forceful thing. It's like Lord I'm doing this. Because I love you. And when you command me to do something. Like obey. Say obey my commandments. If you love me. I'm going to obey them. Because you love me. Come on. Again. Jesus died for my sins. While I was yet a sinner. He died. So obviously he loved me. So if he have command, he has commandments. His word has his commandments. So why would not obey them? I know when he has commandments, he has given to, he's given them to me out of love because he don't want me to be destroyed because he want me to live my blessed life, not my best life, but my blessed life. Because a lot of people is living a best life. They got money, they got houses, they got a wife, they got a husband, they got nice cars, they got all of these things, they got a wonderful career. And do God want us to have this? Yes, he do. But if you have all these things outside of him, then you're going to hell. So I'm like, I want to live my life to please you, Lord. What is your will for my life? And when I pray for him, pray to him, Lord, if this your will, let this happen. If this your will, Lord, I just want to be in your will. This is what I want. But what is your will for my life? Okay, everybody in the world is not going to be rich. Everybody is not, not going to have these things. But it's like, Lord, what is your will for my life? It's nice to have a car. Because I have a nice house. I have a brand new, I bought a brand new car about almost three years ago. So God wants us to prosper. But even as our soul prosper, it, 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 it profits you nothing to gain the husband. So we, we focusing on loving and submitting. It profits me nothing to gain the husband. And I never love God with all my heart soul and mind another scripture says strength it profits me nothing absolutely nothing 
I want to give my life to God. Because even the people that are saying they love their spouse, it's not God's love. Because if you don't have God on the inside of you, which is the Holy Ghost, you can't love like God love because you don't have God. So people are loving people, but it's not the full, the full love. It's the friendly love, the family love, but it's not God's love. And I refuse to settle for somebody that don't and cannot show me and cannot receive God's love. I don't want it. And that's why I remain single until now. I only want my soulmate. I only want my purpose mate. And when he come and receive me, that's going to be a blessing from the Lord. But I'm not going to settle for somebody that don't have God's love on the inside. And we are not to settle for saying that we love God and we don't have his spirit. So to love God with all my heart, mind, and soul, I have to have his spirit inside of me and if you don't have his spirit on today i encourage you to ask god to fill you with his holy spirit fill me with the holy ghost i want to live for you i want to love like you i want to love you like you want me to love you and he'll do it so we want to love god with all our heart mind and soul when we do those things now i can be led of the spirit and to be led of the spirit is like, again, everything I do, I want to walk. Because the Bible says walk in the spirit. Okay, to be led by the spirit, same thing. I'm living in the spirit. I'm not living to please my natural self. Now, we do have natural needs. What I'm saying is I'm putting God's needs and the spirit needs above my natural needs. So guess what? This is going to include how I dress. And nowadays, people are like, ah, it don't matter how you dress. Let me tell you one thing. It matters. I posted something a while back on my I Am Worth It Facebook page. If you have not signed up for that, it's I Am Worth It. It's a private page. You, I will gladly accept you if you're single, a single woman. So I had to in- interject that in. But uh, again, um, how we dress matters. Because guess what? You get hired at McDonald's. And you say, oh, okay, I have this KFC uniform that I'm going to wear. And I'm going to work for McDonald's. First of all, they're not going to let you do it because you represent McDonald's, not KFC. You're giving attention to KFC. Second of all, I mean, customers come in, they're going to be like, aren't you at the wrong job? Because you have on a KFC uniform. So let's not think. That when we come over and get saved and in holiness, we like, hey, I can wear what I want. The devil is a lie. Because guess what? Because now, CC, I'm not my own. When I came back to the Lord, I'm like, hey, I'm not my own. Y'all, when I was out in the world, I was wearing mini skirts, tube top shirts, hard to top shirts. Okay, everything, whatever I wanted to wear. And I knew that was not acceptable for the church. Again, I was in a world. I had backslid. But when I came back to the church, I already had knew. This is not the attire of, of God. This is not what God want me to wear. Because guess what? The Bible tell me to be modest. And, and, you have, and we have it on the tube top. Our breasts out, our butt out, our thighs out. Now, we need to stop. 
that is not representing God. And the God, when we come over to God, it said, you are his ambassadors. I'm a representative for God in several scriptures. I'm not my own. I've been bought with a price. So no matter how sexy I'm feeling that day, I'm not going to wear a sexy outfit to attract men. Sexy, attracting sex. I'm not going to do it because every day that I live, I need to be representing Jesus. Now, you get married and you want to dress sexy in your bedroom, behind closed doors, in your hotel room with your husband. Go ahead. But when you rep- when you walk out your house or wherever you at, you representing Christ. You are not your own. So we can't look how we want to look and say, okay. So this all falls under submitting to God, falling under his authority. I'm coming under his authority. And my father told me I can't dress like this. So I got to make sure that I look the part. First of all, be holy. Be it. And secondly, look holy because I'm an ambassador. It's in the Bible. Ambassador. I represent God and it's also modest. It's all in the Bible. So we can't take the scriptures out that we want to take out. Put the ones in that we want to put in. We can't do that. So I'm telling y'all right now. How we dress matters because we have to come under God's authority. And even when you disagree, it's God's word. It don't matter what your opinion is. And that's why I was saying it's a good thing to look at this. Because if I cannot love and submit to a God that's all knowing. And his word is written, and I say, I love him. How in the world am I going to submit to my spouse, who I know is not all-knowing? It's not going to happen. It's not going to happen. But guess what? If I love God, if I've submitted to God, and I know he loves God, and he has submitted to God, I can love and submit to him. I can love and submit to him because I know he is loving and submitting to God. But if I don't love God and I'm not submitting to God, ain't no way I'm going to think I can't. I'm not going to be able to love and submit to to uh, my spouse, even if he loves and submit to God. It's going to be hard for me to do that because I have not even learned how to do it with almighty God, who's perfect in all his ways. So we need to think about this, y'all. Are you really ready to get married? Okay, we're going to keep on going. Um, Another thing, what we say. I mean, something just came out with a popular artist. What we say. Are we being led of the spirit? Cursing is a sin. Cursing is a sin. We cannot curse nobody out when we get mad. We can't even tell them off, y'all. Like, no, I'm going to tell her a piece of my mind. That's still the wrong mindset, and it's the wrong spirit. We're always supposed to act with love and kindness. So we can't do that, even though you want to do it, even though they're in the wrong. I I mean, several years ago, like that 10, 11 years, God has been perfecting me. And if you're a baby in Christ, I can understand. God has to perfect you too. But don't make an excuse. Cause don't and don't don't measure your life up to another human. God's standard is holiness, and He's saying don't curse. The Bible says specifically says the filthy communication, and it says corrupt communication out your mouth. And then I think it says something about curse in James. So we y'all, mm-mm. 
We can't curse nobody out. We are careful about what we say. It got to be seasoned. Uh, it, uh, it's seasoned with salt. I believe that's what the word said. And then grace. Gracefully. Now, you can be stern. Now, I'm not saying like rude. Stern. So the person know or understand what you are saying. Don't be, because people be thinking as a saint that you have to be a pushover. God did not call us to be pushover. I'm a soldier in the army of the Lord, okay? But God is not saying be wretched. He didn't say nothing about I can be still saved and lay, throw these hands or lay these hands or however they be saying it. He never said that. So you need to be looking at the scripture. Don't look at what these t-shirts be saying and what people be posting because they are lie and they are weak saints. So what you want to do, go to his word. And the Bible also say, vengeance is mine, saith the Lord, I will repay. So we can't be trying to get nobody back. We cannot be gossiping. We have to watch what we are saying because I always keep in mind, again, Takia, you are an ambassador for Jesus. You got to represent him. <laughs> you can't. Certain things you cannot say. And I'm telling y'all, the Lord had trained me in this way. He had allowed me to call, come across a lot of different type of people. And he has helped me. And I'm telling you, he will help you too if you go on your knees and pray and do not try to fight these battles. Let God do it. Now, again, you do not have to be a pushover. If it's for you to say something, God will allow you to say it. Because the Bible do say a soft answer turneth away wrath, but grievous words stir up anger. So sometimes when a person is cussing and fussing and you give a soft answer back, that will come it. That will come it. But sometimes when a person is cussing and fussing, it might be nothing you be able to say and you just be like, God bless you and just walk away. Because that person is not hearing nothing you talking about. And it's always about diffusing the situation. The Bible tells us to be angry and sin not. Because certain things that people do will make you angry. It's an emotion. But the Bible says sin not. To curse somebody out is a sin. To call somebody names is a sin. And we don't never want to downrate nobody, no matter how they're downrating us. It's never about what they're doing to you. It's about your response. It's always about your response. So what we say is very important. Where we go and we talking about, hey, you say sanctify Holy Ghost feel, you say if you love God, you shouldn't be shaking your behind up in no club. Like listening to worldly music. Really? But we people of God? You listening to music that got cursing, sexual things, all this, women shaking their booty on a video. I'm like, but we say we love God. Don't look at what people do again outside. You match up your life with the word of God. And you know that is wicked music, clubs, parties, whatever. They playing wicked music. They drinking. They smoking. Why am I going to be in the midst of that? I'm a holy saint of God. Drinking and smoking is not tempting to me. But I still do not be around the environment because, again, I represent God. Ain't no way I'm going to say I'm going to the club and God is using me to go speak to them. They are not listening to me because they are shaking their booty and getting drunk. 
only if God, God is going to have to speak really severely to me so for me can, so I can know that it is him that's leading me to go. And it might be leading me to bring somebody out, but I don't think it's going to be leading me to stay in that environment. No. And most of the time people are not going to witness. They're going to have a good time and where we go is important. So certain places, a saint of God, a child, a child of God has no business in. We have to be careful where we go, what environments we allow ourselves to be in. Again, being spirit led because I'm submitting to God. I'm coming under under his authority. And my father said, no, I don't supposed to be in these kind of environments. It's not bringing glory to him. Okay. Next one. We who we choose is our friends and who we decide to court. This is so important. The Bible say iron sharpens iron sharpens iron. And again, I'm under God's authority. I love God. So if all my friends like are anti-God or all my friends like they don't want to be saved, something is wrong. And then when I say that, I'm saying close friend. My close friends that I really talk to or I really like tell different things to that's that's close to me. Like my close friends should not be people that are are anti-God or that do not want to live right. Like that should not be because and I say it like this. If you go on to them telling them like your problems or stuff like that shouldn't be because guess what? They cannot help you. Now, if it's like, oh, I need a referral for a job. Well, no, no, I'm talking about other problems that you might be having that you need to be taking to God or a spiritually strong saint. You shouldn't take to somebody that you've been knowing even for years if you know that they're not saved because they can't help you. They're not going to give you a spiritual answer. Now, again, natural things. OK, like, OK, a job, you need job referrals, something like that. OK, but I'm talking about like something that you need really need prayer for. You don't need to talk to somebody that's in the world. Like, who you setting as your close friends? Because when I look around me, like, I don't really have any close friends. Like, I can probably, we, no, I don't. Because a lot of people, like, they profess one thing, but their life is separately. Or they don't want to live up to the standard of holiness. And I'm like, uh-uh. I need some friends around me that I know that's going to pray for me, that I know that's going to encourage me, that I know it's going to support me, that I know is this, that, that is agreeing, well, not agreeing, but that, that knows my purpose and is going to support me and my purpose. I don't need nobody that's negative and be like, oh, you doing too much or, oh, no, I need faith walkers. And so I'm very careful about the people that I talk to. Matter of fact, I talk to Jesus and Jesus alone. And then my parents are my spiritual parents. So if it's something that it's a life-changing decision, I'm going to them about it. And that's it. And then I have my sisters. And so that's it. It's really close. It's really close. Really, really. Those are my closest people that I talk to. My parents and my sisters. Because everybody is not for you and God will show you who's for you and who is not. And you want to make sure again that I love God. I want to live my life pleasing to God. So I need to surround myself that's going surround myself by people that are going to sharpen me and I can sharpen them. Not people that want to live close to 
the world or close to sin. I need to be around people that is going to encourage me on my, again, encourage me in my walk with God and to live out my purpose because your purpose is important. Why are you here? You're not just here for nothing. And you need to be around people that's going to help you, (coughs) excuse me, and propel you forward in your purpose. So your friends is important. And that, that also go with who you court. Like, why would I be out here trying to court somebody that's unsaved? And I know I have a singles ministry. And I'm saved filled with the Holy Ghost. And I'm courting him. And we like engage. Engage? Well, I'm not about to be engaged to somebody that haven't gave their life to the Lord. And I don't see fruit. Uh-uh. So since I love God, I need to be trying, I will marry somebody that also loves God again. And that also have submitted his life to God. And I see his fruit. I've seen, I went to it. You know, I'm just saying in general, you go to his church, see how he do at his church. When he come to your church, see how he do at your church. When you go, when you take him around your family, see how he act around your family. How he ever act around his family. How they react to him. How he talks on the phone. What he do for you. What different little things you will pick up on. And ain't nobody, you don't need to be near engagement. And this brother is not showing no fruit of salvation. Like he don't even love God because like, what? Do you read your Bible? I read it sometimes. Sometimes. What? You supposed to have a daily devotion. Like ain't no way. And then be like, oh, okay, you going to church tonight? Um, no, my boys want to play ball. Hmm? Oh, no, bro. And a lot of times, I mean, you can just pick up on a lot of different things, like, real quick. So, and because I love God, I'm not going to marry someone who don't love God. Because I love him so much. I love him. Already putting my children to love him. I'm training them to love him. So why would I yoke up with a man that don't love God? That, see, is a clear indication of your love for God. Because in no way, if you love God, you're not going to hook up with somebody and say, Oh, I love God. I love God. But he don't have the Holy Ghost. Oh, man. So how in the world do he love God? God is love. The Bible says, if you love him, keep my commandment. He haven't even kept the commandment to receive ye the Holy Ghost. So, so how do he love God again? He might, he might have a love for God. Like, 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 you know, like, like, maybe we shouldn't say love. He might like God a lot, but you don't love him. You can't. It's impossible for you to do that. Cause you don't even, you haven't even experienced God's love. Okay. So we don't want to get hooked up with someone that's saying they love God. Don't even have his spirit. And everything, majority of everything he do shows that he don't even have a relationship with God. Because coming to church do not mean you have a relationship with God. Like, it do not mean that. Like, you have to do way more. I need to see again the decisions you're making, the choices you're making, what you spend your money on. Because that's an indicator. You know, offering, tithes, uh, how, you, how you manage your money. Like, do you get a Lord? Are you a giver? Are you a giver to people? Like, you got to see all of this about this person. So anyway, we're going to get back on us. We're going to get back on us. Um, we got to be careful to be always led of the spirit on everything we do. We mentioned how we dress, what we say, where we go, who we choose as our friends, and who we decide to court. Okay? 
Um, we another thing we don't continue in sin, okay, and use grace as an excuse to keep sinning. Cause you'll be like, now God know my heart. Yes, He know your heart is dirty and wicked, okay. Because if we keep having sex, okay, I'm gonna say it again. If we keep having sex continually, I'm not talking about a one time snip, but I'm talking about you continually having sex. Why are we why are we saying we don't love God? Because we already know that fornication, which is sex before marriage, is a sin. So the Bible says, if you love me, keep my commandments. So that means I don't love him if I'm not keeping his word. And his word is like don't have for don't, you know, fornication is a sin. Flee fornication. It's right in the Bible. So I can't say I love God and I disobey his commandments. Okay, and again, y'all, I explain all the different types of sex you can have. Okay, um, before marriage. So anyway, if we say we love God, we can't do none of those things. So let's let's not keep on sinning and you say God know my heart and uh, I'm a human. No, because again, He already sent back His power, which is the Holy Ghost, to keep you help keep you from sinning. You just have to use the power He gave you and wisdom and boundaries. To not find yourself in sin again. And again, you know you messing with a man that's unsaved, okay? You continually to be, you continue to be with him day after day by yourself, talking on the phone or whatever. Eventually, the man gonna wanna have sex, okay? Because he's unsaved, okay? He's a man, natural thing. He don't have Holy Ghost controlling him, okay? He probably don't have a desire to stay celibate until married. Or abstinent till marriage. So, okay, he's going to want to do do. He's going to pressure you to do the do. And it's, then it's just going to be a messed up situation. So, we don't want to keep on sinning and then say, God know my heart. Like, I knew, like, my heart was messed up at the point that when I started talking to an unsaved man 12 years ago, I knew my heart was messed up. I was like, there's no way. And I asked God when I came back, I said, I went to Psalms 51. I said, Lord, please create in me a clean heart and renew a right spirit within me. And y'all know what? Woo, Jesus. Now, that boy is not even my type. I am so unattracted by his type. Like, it, it don't make no sense how the Lord will change your type when you get in his presence. He changed my type my list, I have a list, you know, that I had wrote um, when I was speaking to the Lord about my husband. And so my list don't fit nothing. I don't think it fit nothing of him like how he is. So he will change your type, but you need to spend some time with God. Okay, spend some time with the Lord and definitely don't continue in sin. All right. And it, it can be any sin, not just sex. Okay. Smoking, drinking disobedience uh to just any disobedience to his word is a sin we is no big and little sin lying is a sin like we cannot just get caught up and say fornication because if you lie you still can go to hell for that so we got to be careful and don't keep on sinning that grace may abound because god forbid if we say now uh lastly we're going to talk about loving others as ourselves that's the second great commandment. Um, like love your neighbor as yourself. Okay. We treat everyone with love and respect. I talked about the cursing part. We don't curse. 
We don't fight. We don't gossip about others or wish evil when someone is disrespectful to us. We don't do those things because we are kingdom women of God. We don't vent on social media when we should be handling the issue with that person. That is not love. Like you on social media doing subliminal messages. I believe that's what they call it. Like seriously, if you have a a problem with this person, go to that person alone. Do not call your other friend on the phone. Don't call another church member on the phone. I go to that person alone. Don't get on social media, throw it off on someone. Because like when people do stuff to me, which happens a lot because it happens because of the environment that I'm in. Do you actually think I'm going to throw off on somebody? No. I am, first of all, if I already went to you and you know what you're doing, I'm not, I don't need to come to you again because you know that. And second of all, if it's something that they're doing that's like a generalization, they didn't call my name or something, I'm not going to them. I'm just going to go to the Lord in prayer and I'm not going to throw off on them on social media. I got God's work to do. I'm not about to, I'm not about to give you the time or attention because that's what a lot of time what people want. They deliberately do stuff to see your response and some people give it to them. Listen, ain't no way. My life is too precious. We got COVID-19 out here. We got all kinds of stuff going on. Uh Uh-uh. Life is not guaranteed to you, and I'm going to enjoy my life. You, I encourage you to enjoy yours, and do not give the time of day to people that are coming against you. You love them with the love of God, because obviously they don't have the love of God, but you do. So you keep showing them love, and then eventually and prayerfully, they will get the point that I love you, sis. I love you, brother. Let's work together. Hopefully they get that point, but if they never get it, you show love, kindness, and respect. Love, kindness, and respect. Because that is what God is calling for us to do. Not get back at people. Because people know when you're throwing off on them on social media. And uh uh-uh, when that happens, when someone do something offensive to me, I go to God in prayer And I stay off social media during that time frame so I would not be saying or be in my feelings about something that I post on social media. I want to make sure that, oh, no, this has nothing to do with that person. This is, you know, it don't even need to relate to what is going on because I want to make sure that I'm representing God at all times and I'm not out here trying to get nobody back because I'm living for Jesus And again, I'm going to enjoy my life. And y'all need to do the same. Go to that person. Pray. Show kindness. Again, remember, we live by a higher standard, and that is holiness. We cannot. We always got to remember, we are ambassadors, again, for Jesus. I cannot let God down. and And the love of God in me should not get back at nobody. Again, it's a vengeance is mine, saith the Lord. I will repay. And I went through a lot of stuff in a relationship with my children's father. But I didn't have to get him back. God allowed some things to happen to him. I did not have to get him back. I prayed, Lord Jesus, please save him. Lord, have mercy. Lord, keep my heart pure towards the whole situation. Keep me 
Help, Lord, let your love be perfected in me, Lord. Help me to love and not be bitter. And it took, I, when you had the Holy Ghost, you have love. But you still, when you go through situations, you got to heal from it. And the Lord took me through that time. And that's another thing I'm going to interject, even though we talk about something else. You do not need to jump out of one relationship into the next. For, for me, it's been, again, like 12 years. But that's not the situation for everybody. But during that time, the, the, Lord had, the Lord healed me and the Lord is perfecting. He's still perfecting a love because that's going to be an ongoing thing. He's still perfecting his love in me, God's love. But I'm not bitter. I'm not one of them women that say, oh, all men is dogs. No, it's some great holy men out here. I know my dad is one of them. So that's why I would never say all men is dogs. Now, I'm going to tell you, it's a few, few. When, it's, when I say few, I'm talking about out of all the millions and billions. It's not like four or five. I'm not talking about four or five. But, but in relation to all the billions of people in the world, it's a few godly men left. And guess what? My husband going to be godly because I'm going to get one of those. <laughs> I'm getting them. Yes, I am. But uh, we need to take some time to heal. Don't just jump into another relationship. Um, so we're going to move on for, from loving others like ourselves. So basically we love God with all our heart, mind, and soul. Okay. We love others as ourselves, and we live with those combined is we live in life pleasing to the Lord. We live in life pleasing to the Lord. And so my thing is if we can master our relationship with God, Okay, that's a good inkling that I am ready for my spouse. Because the Bible tells me to submit to my spouse. Like, I have to submit to my spouse. I have to come under his authority. And I'm ready for that. Like, when I was younger in my 20s, I was like, when they was preaching that, I was like, ain't no way I'm about to come under a man's authority. Ain't no way. I'm independent. I'm, you know, I'm an independent woman. Ain't nobody. I'm not about to do what no man tell me to do. Now, that was in my 20s, y'all. I'm 37 now, and I know how the Bible works. I know how love works. I know how God works. And I'm like, you know what? I'm ready to be a submissive wife. Ain't God good, y'all? I will listen to my husband's advice. Because guess what? I have a pastor, and I have to submit. The Bible say obey and submit. I submit to my pastor now. I come under his authority at the church. Do I agree with everything he do? No, I do not. But because he is the leader, he's the pastor, I do what he tell me to do. Because he's hearing from God. And that's the same thing with my husband. Hallelujah, he's coming. Same thing with my husband. When he tells me to do something and I know that he loves God, I know that he submits to God. It's going to be easier for me to be like, okay, honey. Okay. Have you talked about talked to God about that? Yes, I did, honey. Okay. All right. And it won't be, it's still, I mean, it's no thing because I've, cause you, I would have seen how he was before we got married. And then God already confirmed to me that he's my husband. So why would it be a problem for me to submit to him? It won't be a problem because... I know he's hearing from God. Okay. God will show me. So that's why 
in your singleness, you need to be getting a close relationship. I mean, an intimate relationship with God. So you will know, you know that your husband is not leading you astray when he's being led of the spirit. Now, this is another reason why I did not marry my children's father, because I'm not about to do what he say. He don't love God. He ain't listening to God. He doing whatever he want to do. So ain't no way that I'm be like, oh, okay, let's go buy a house or let's do something. Um, let's move here or let's do. He not hearing from God because he don't have the Holy Ghost. And so that's why I was like, ain't no way I'm marrying him because I want a man of God. Because when I know he is being led of God, then he got me and he have the children as well. He have, he's, he's going to make sure God is pleased and he's going to make sure if God is pleased and he know that we are good and he's not doing it on a selfish impulse or a worldly impulse. He's doing it because God have led him to do this. So that is why y'all submission is not a bad thing. A lot of women buck up against that, but that's what the Bible says. If you're not ready to submit to your husband, do not get married because there's some things that he's going to tell you to do or not to do, and you are going to have to do that or don't do it because you are under him. He's under God. You're under him. So you have to obey what he, what he is telling you. It's not a dogmatic thing. It's God's order. So I thank the Lord for how, I mean, God broke me down. He humbled me through these years. I'm like, yes, Lord, I will obey you, Lord. And I will obey my husband. I will submit to him. You know, I will honor him because God took me through the scriptures, you know, while I've been single to prepare me for marriage. And so, and he prepared my heart for it. And so now I'm ready to submit to my spouse. So again, if you're not ready to come under your spouse authority, I'm going to read the definition for submit. To allow another person or group to have power or authority over you. I'm going to read submit again. To allow another person or group to have power or authority over you. Or to accept some unwillingly. But that's not the case. It's not what we're talking about. It's to allow another person or group to have power or authority over you. So my husband has power and authority over me. And it's not a bad thing. Because guess what? If he does something that's not right towards me, God gonna get him. I don't have to get him. I'm God's daughter. He will get him. I mean... You can't get no better than that. So I'm like, yes, I give you authority over me because you, because God is over you. And God always looks out for his children. Me and you is his children. But if he don't do right by me, God, he going to have to answer to God. So, oh, yes, honey, I'm going to come under your authority because I know that you is coming under the authority of the Lord. So, y'all, I pray that this bless someone, but I'm telling y'all right now. If we cannot love and submit to God, if you look at your relationship with God and it's not hot, it's not fiery, you're not excited for the Lord, you're not living for God, you're not obeying his scriptures, you're not living a life pleasing to God, you're all about yourself and what you want to do, you're not ready to be a godly spouse. You need to spend some more time with the Lord. But if you have submitted your life to God, you really love God, you are pleasing to him and you get yourself Prepare naturally as well, because it's not just spiritually. You need to be prepared naturally as well. Then that's a good clue that you are ready for your spouse. 
I encourage you all, keep keep building your relationship with God. Keep building your relationship with others. Keep loving and submitting because the Bible even says we're supposed to submit to one another. And so you just look at your relationships and see how you're doing with those and see how you're going to do with your spouse. Because there ain't going to be no different. Your love for God is what helps you in every other relationship. It don't matter what. So I'm telling y'all, I thank the Lord. I guess it took all these years for him to humble me, but I'm ready now. I'm ready. But uh, I thank the Lord for humbling me enough to be able to come under his authority, my pastor's authority. And then when my spouse come, I will come under his authority. I thank the Lord for that. So again, keep working on your relationship with God and your relationship with others. 